Well, hello there. It's another day. I'm Jim Harrington. And I'm Bill Knight. This being Friday, this makes this the weekend, or that makes this the weekend edition. It certainly do. <laughs> this make this that. You know, I'm starting to sound like, uh, what's her name, Green, you know, where she goes, uh, that was our options. Boy, did or you the, hear no, her they, yesterday? Something was their options. Or those were... Those was her only options. Some, she said hear, that somehow when she should have said were. I don't have the audio, but yesterday she uh, she was asked a question. Yeah. And, and I guess she's like the only press secretary in history to have ever written answers for every question that might be asked of her. And when they, someone asked her a question about X, and she gave an answer about Y. I mean, it was, uh, it was absolutely the wrong answer. The wrong answer. And halfway through it, she goes, oops, I'm ahead of myself. And she went to the right answer. Uh, most people who are press secretaries usually can answer questions off the top of their head. But Corrine doesn't trust herself. Also, she's, uh, she's in over her head. She got very defensive, too. And a lot of her answers yesterday, you know, well, why, are, why are we bringing Brittany over? Also, well, she's she, an American citizen, too. I think she said, I haven't got the audio for this, but she said uh, halfway through the statement about her coming back to the United States, she mentioned that she was uh, uh, a minority, and a, I guess she mentioned that she was gay. And yeah. then, then she interrupted herself and said, and on a personal note, I'm very delighted that she's coming across. I, I don't think I've ever heard a press secretary pause and answer and inject a, a personal, you know, response. I mean, at a, we live in in strange times. This this guy that we have in the presidency right now, you know, th- th- which reminds me of another thing. You know, one of his appointees, I think he's the assistant energy secretary, is a guy who dresses in women's clothing and and tons of makeup with short hair and a goofy smile. And um, I think his name is Britton. And mm-hmm. uh, he was arrested for stealing, stealing luggage. Purse. Stealing yeah, purses. Well, luggage. It was a, no, it was, it was an expensive piece of luggage. He's done it more than once now. They yeah. found out he did it, I guess, in Las Vegas, too. And uh, so he he's not fired immediately, which is what most normal presidencies would do. that say he's gone. You know, any, any tint of, uh, of uh, wrongdoing and you're out. No. He's he's uh, relieved with pay. He's on suspension with pay until uh, they determine. Now, if you or I did that, we would be the, the we would be removing the boot from our butt, uh, <laughs> buttocks, you know. Exactly. Uh, as we flew out the door. But this guy, he's bald. He's a guy. It's obvious he's a guy wearing a yellow dress with all the makeup on. Oh, and he's a goofy looking. He and looks all prithy looking. Just oh, he's going, so proud. Yes, I did it with a mistake, but I did it. <laughs> yes, I don't know what happened. My hands just grabbed it. You know, and I, you should... I was wearing the clothes, even the undergarment that were in the luggage. <laughs> oh, gosh. This guy you is, tell. if you haven't seen him, folks, uh, you should look uh, for uh, a picture of this guy. He just, we're not making fun of him, by the way, because he flaunts this look. He loves the way he looks. He's so proud of the dresses he wears and the makeup he wears, and he wears it everywhere. He goes to banquets. He goes to functions. He's just delighted being who he is, and that's fine. I mean, if, that, if, that's, if that's how he wants to live, that's fine. He's not really hurting anybody. But when you start taking luggage off the carousel that isn't yours, I'm not just talking about you know, the average bag. Apparently, this guy knew his luggage. Mm-hmm. These, these were like two thousand dollars pieces pieces of pieces yeah. of luggage. <laughs> if you got to yeah, steal and, something, and he took them and uh, all the goods inside too. So you know he was helping himself to a lot of luggage. And you know what the hell? I mean, you know you got uh, you got insurance from yeah. your uh, flight ticket. That's uh, right. And maybe you bought extra. If you're gonna so, steal luggage, man, you know make sure it's go, designer. <laughs> go for the good stuff because there's probably good. Probably good stuff inside. But you know, Bill, what I don't I don't understand is that we live in the twenty first century. They have a camera everywhere. I mean, I'm surprised they don't have cameras in the restrooms. You know, because they're everywhere nowadays. You can't know there's not, Jim. Well, there probably there probably are cameras <laughs> in the restroom. Hey, who nowadays I wouldn't put it past anybody. But uh, who who would steal something and think they could get away with it? 
without having it filmed from 10 different angles. I mean, what was that guy's name again? Britton, B R I T T O N, I believe his name is. Well, uh, Britton would. Well, I guess so. <laughs> Maybe he wanted the pictures. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe he wanted to see yeah, himself yeah. on television. Did they get a good angle? Yes. Um, Could I have that one? I'd like to frame that one and send it out for the holidays. Oh, jeez. Oh, hey, uh, big story yesterday, and, and I'm a little sick of this story already, but uh, uh, it was the Brittany Griner uh, trade. Uh, I think we really came out on the short end of the stick, as they would say. Uh, well, we, you know, they say they've been working a long time for this, but, you yeah. know, I would like to point out a simple fact that uh, Biden, when he was vice president with uh, Obama, and they did some trades. Oh, yeah. They were the stupidest, oh. dumbest trades oh. that you could ever make in the world. Oh, and my here friend. we go again, Joe. Haven't you learned anything? Well, no. I should, I should uh, remind people, uh, uh, let's see. Uh, 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 on May 31st, 2014, President Obama announced that he would transfer five top Taliban officers and Guantanamo Bay detainees to Qatar in exchange for the release of Sergeant Bo Bergdahl. Remember that one? Mm -hmm. Uh, held by the Taliban. So they got a bunch of Taliban officers, and uh, and and those guys, by the way, are still in the Taliban, and they're still high up mm -hmm. leaders, and they're still wreaking havoc. And in the meantime, we got Bo Bergdahl. That was a well, Obama you know trade. What? Now think about this. You know, aside from everything else that we will talk about, mm. you know, uh, the merchant mm -hmm. of uh, death here was released for Brittany. All right. Mm. Now, maybe the thing they're overlooking is he's the merchant of death. He deals in arms, missiles, and stuff to, uh, you know, terrorist groups. Well, not only uh, terrorist groups, Bill, but to cartels. Those yeah. those guns what, they say will be on our border shooting up shooting at our border patrols. Exactly, but what what is Russia in the middle of right now? In the middle of a war. What do they need? <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> and you know what? They, they, Joe just put a price tag on everybody's head. Now, let's let's overlook just for a second yeah. that there were all kinds of warnings out all over the place that eh, you know Russia may not be the best place to go, and of course. You know, the whole team went there at the behest of maybe an agent or something like that that said, oh, yeah, it's a good thing to do. Go there and play. And, of course, uh, Brittany goes, well, you know, I simply overlooked the fact that that cannabis oil was in my suitcase. Well, how, do you, how do you do that? I don't know how you do that. And I, she's a liar. Okay. Oh, yes. She's lying, trying to cover her ass. So, you know, and I'm not making fun of her, but okay. She's black. If the truth she hurts. She's uh, Olymp an Olympian. Mm -hmm. She's gay. She's tattooed, but she stands well, out. Wait like a second. A sore wait, thumb. wait, hold it. Stop right there. You've just checked off a bunch of boxes, Bill, on the Biden list of things that people have to have before they can trade. You said that she was a minority. Mm -hmm. You said that she is gay. Right. You said that she. What else? Uh, she tattooed, tattooed, tattooed person. Yes, and uh, uh, she likes to partake of something. And uh, she had her cannabis okay. oil, which is really not you know partaking. But either way, you know. So they, at it's least there. at least four boxes were checked off there. Really? Yeah, and and here she becomes a target. Well, what that says is, you know, that we've lowered the uh, the qualifying standard to be picked up by Russia. And locked up so they can get the merchants of death uh, out of the uh, the gulags here. You know that that now she she could have been traded for it could have been her and Paul for this guy. You know it could have been a two for one deal, but no, uh, uh, that was our only option. Are we being hard on uh, the merchant of death? I mean, come on, how much damage can one guy do? Well, let's think about it for a, a second. Uh, in Africa, uh, there were a number of civil wars, from what I've heard, where the people who were fighting each other initially had machetes, mm -hmm. right? Which is pretty dangerous if you're up close and personal. But he took the machetes out of their hands and handed them Kalashnikovs, AK 47s, where all of a sudden the guys who had machetes could fire. 
uh, you know, 25 rounds of, 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 of bullets down range, and they got good at it. They became mm-hmm. killing machines. And they didn't just kill other soldiers. They killed their families, their friends, entire towns and villages. All these people died as a result of this guy, Boot. Uh, I think his name is, what, let me see. If Boot, I got, Bout, yeah, but no, I it, don't know. It, it, it's it is, one of those. No, it is, it's a B word. Yeah, it is Boot. I got a, his first name is like, is it Alexander Boot or something like that? Uh, I think it is Alexander. Thank uh, you. Alexander's Ragtime Band. I don't know. Anyway, yes. The Merchant of Death. Um, let me see. Oh, Victor Boot. Victor. Victor, Victor Boot. Alexander was his brother. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, he is, um, he doesn't discriminate as far as who he sells his his weaponry to either. I mean, he'll sell it to anybody. If you have a civil war, and by the way, during the sting that got him arrested about, uh, I guess he's been in jail about 10 years, uh, they wanted to find out whether he had a problem selling uh, weaponry to a group that was going to go after American citizens. And he said, no, I have no problem. No, Americans? No, you want to take out Americans? Well, I don't care. It's your business. Well, it's interesting it's you mention that because he doesn't care about Americans. No. You know, the other interesting thing is Brittany didn't have a high opinion of America. I hope the hell she does now, the fact that uh, we got her butt out of there. Well, she went online saying, uh, I don't want to stand for the uh, national anthem during games. I would be right. very happy if they didn't play it. You know, she has no interest. You know what she called her average day? She said her average day was she gets up in the morning, she goes to the gymnasium and has basketball practice, which is so tough. And then when she's done with practice, she goes back to her place and uh, she plays video games all day long. No, it doesn't read, doesn't do much of anything. She plays video games. So it's basketball, which is her work, which. In the old days, we used to call that a game, too. So she would go and play basketball, and then she'd go back and play video games. That was her life. And uh, we exchanged a basketball-playing video player or a video-playing basketball player or something like that for the merchant of death. (laughs) Joe Biden strikes again. Yeah, you know, but I, I think what they've done is they've lowered the standard of what uh, Russia has to look for to to capture and use for a trading, uh, uh, a pawn to trade. And they lied yesterday, too. Did you hear about this, Bill? They Biden is, was saying we didn't have a choice. All mm-hmm. we, we only had uh, one choice, Brittany or no trade at all. That was what he said. But... In the beginning of the whole process yesterday, Angela Mitchell came out, Andrea Mitchell came out, I'm sorry, uh, came out and said uh, that they had had a choice. The choice was mm-hmm. either this guy, Paul Whalen, who was the ex-Marine with two tours of duty in the Middle East, and Brittany Griner. And, and I'm sure that uh, Biden and his woke group in the White House figured, oh, I mean, you know, LeBron James wants Britney, and uh, Oprah wants Britney, and uh, we'll get more points from the left if we p- go with Britney. The other choice is we go with the white ex-Marine. Oh, I don't know. You know, um, by the way, I also heard uh, on uh, the talk show this morning that I didn't realize this. This guy, he had spent two tours of duty. He also got a dis- dishonorable discharge. So maybe they were figuring, well, we can cut some... There's a lot of reasons, by the way, that guys get uh, other than honorable discharges. And dishonorable discharge could be for any number of reasons that aren't as major as you think, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, he spent two tours of duty in combat in the Marines, so he can't be uh, unpatriotic or a coward. You don't go to, you don't go into combat, you know, uh, I, twice. I mean, you may go into combat once and realize you made a mistake and become a coward. But if you are a coward, you don't go into combat twice. You don't repeat the mistake, you know? And uh, Well, there's more here than, uh, than meets the eye. And he shouldn't be held or detained there. But he is. And he might be protecting something uh, for our government. Yes. And I don't know. You know, would you, let's say that you had some goods on the government. 
and you found out your government is letting you hang out the dry. He's, he's an American citizen. To sit there and go, well, you know, he really was not as good a guy as... That's just what I was going to say, Bill. They released that dishonorable thing, and I haven't seen it. I've looked online this morning, but uh, Jeff Cooner on WRKO in Boston had said right. had said he, he threw that in this morning. I was surprised. I hadn't heard it anywhere else, but he had read it somewhere. And I was thinking, it wouldn't surprise me for our government to slip this in there to take some of the heat off of the Biden administration. Like, oh, well, he wasn't as much of a patriot as you think he was. I had heard early on, and then they stopped talking about this, that he initially was picked up because the Russians thought he was a CIA uh, operative. Well, I had heard that there, he might have been doing some intel, but that uh, he was retired. But either way, okay, let's just say he was doing, you know, so, some work for the government, mm -hmm. you know, some intel work. All right. I right. get that. We don't know. We'll never know that story until he gets out and gets to tell his side. But if I were in that situation and my government is betraying me because he's been waiting to get out, his bags were packed. He was yeah. ready to go. That's what he said. I, I felt like singing, leaving on a oh, jet plane when he said that. <laughs> I'm ready da, to go. Da, da, da. Yeah. I'm leaving. No, you're no, not. No, I'm not. <laughs> My government doesn't love me anymore, so I'm going to spill the beans on everything they've done. And that's, you know, I'm not saying that to say that I'm an unpatriotic guy, but if you're a man without a country, your country thumbs its nose at you, then I'd spill the beans. Well, he hasn't. What do you so got to lose then? He, he, what you, do you have to lose? If you read what he said yesterday, you know, he held some paperwork up and he said, let me see if I, uh, decisive action from POTUS and PMs needed. Um, this is on a piece of paper that he held up when he was being interviewed by somebody, I believe, from one of the networks yesterday. Right. After the after the whole trade had been revealed, he called it. He said a, a sham trial, uh, meatball surgery, whatever that means. Apparently, he had some surgery and he did a terrible job on him. Uh, no human rights. Paul's life matters. Decisive action from POTUS and PMs needed. Uh, and then that's it. Um, I mean, the guy wants out, and it, but I had heard, I had seen another page he held up yesterday, which implied you better do something soon or else. There was an implied threat in the card that he held up that I saw yesterday, which I thought, hmm, what's that? Well, see, now that's the other interesting thing that I heard yesterday. You know, and, and this is important because they're going, well, you know, if we don't get him out soon, he may just decide to... Take his life. Well, that's that's. I didn't think about that, but I thought no. That, that that was actually in a discussion on some news video that I was watching, and that came from government intel. Now, why would you even suggest that? What if he's been holding off on giving information for ten years, however long he's been there? Right? He's been there since 2018, so he hasn't been there that long. Okay, so let's but say botch surgery, all this stuff. Yeah, come on. But, but let's say he has a bunch of information that he has held back. He hasn't told the Russians, and that's probably why they're holding him because they know he's not telling all, and they want to give it one more shot, maybe. And maybe he's saying, "Look, at you either get me out now, or I'm going to start." Talking. That's what I got. And, and it was that that's the implied threat. I never even thought about the suicide thing, Bill. But well, that's, that's what they're going to do. You know, look, they're either going to say he commits suicide because they might have somebody on the inside that can slip that guy something and he's gone before he says anything. Or he knows he knows damn good and well that if he spills the beans, the Russians don't need him anymore and he's valuable to nobody. But then again, you know, I spit at you, you know, yes. uh, in, in, in the face of all of this. Uh, would you spite your own government and spit at them if they're not going to help you? Well, you know, I was thinking about... Uh, and I, want, I don't want to say this about a guy that served two tours, but we are not doing anything to lift a damn finger for him. Oh, I know. I, I, I was thinking, what would Trump have done? And I think Trump would have 
I don't think this guy would be in jail. Although he did get picked up when Trump was president. Yeah, but, 2018. Yeah, but I don't think it would have been, I think he would have been released at least this time around. And I say this because, do you remember there were some guys, I believe, or a guy in China uh, during the Trump administration that Trump got out with no trade? No trade. He mm-hmm. just, they, he, he worked a deal, the guy was free. Now, now they probably was a backroom deal because Trump loved his deals. So maybe he said, look, I'll cut back on one of your tariffs or I'll make it a little easier for you to get your imports into here. Or I won't nuke the hell out of you. Get them out of there. <laughs> that could be t- that could be too. I mean, you know, I'm a hothead. So, you know, I would sit there and try to negotiate. Well, I think Trump would have done that with this situation. I also don't think that either of them would have been left behind. I think that he would have gotten both of them out. He would have said, look it. It would have been want, a two-for-one deal. Yeah, you and want that's this, all this warranted. You want this merchant of death. You want this guy who brings in millions of dollars, trillions of dollars worth of uh, of stuff to uh, to your country. We can work a deal. But we but, want you know, both of our people. Sorry to Brittany, but the trade wasn't worth it because this guy has killed more lives than your single life. And are you worth tens of thousands of lives? By the way, we are not hearing about another U.S. citizen who is being held by the Russians. I think he's a sergeant. I could be wrong. I don't know his name. Uh, but there is another U.S. prisoner who he's getting no talk. No one's mentioning his name, and I can't even remember his name. But it was talked about for a moment yesterday by somebody, and, and it was like, well, hey, look, at he's not the only one. There's another guy there that isn't even being mentioned. So there are, you know, there are a couple of, I think the least uh, important one from a political point of view was Brittany Griner. But well, the, you know what? If you are a veteran or you're serving this country now or you're thinking about serving this country, take a damn close look at right. what just transpired and think twice, thrice before you vote for Joe Biden or the steel blue machine that is out there because, oh, we love our veterans. We're patriotic. This is our democracy. And then... After they say that and the mic's off and the cameras are off, eh, screw them. By the way, sit in that gulag. We don't care. By the way, do me a favor, folks. Check and see whether I'm right about that. And and Jeff Cooner is right about that dishonorable discharge thing. Because I I only heard that one place, and that was this morning on the talk show. Jeff is pretty good about getting uh, his his, his intel. Yeah, I I think he gets off the air. He... uh, he drinks a cup of coffee. He starts show prep, and then, then. <laughs> and then he drinks a cup of patriotism. Two <laughs> yeah, cups of that. That's true. And, uh, <laughs> that's true. Oh. But you know, I I do think that this I wouldn't put it past uh, people to put something out there that isn't true. I mean, if they want to sully this guy's reputation, make it look like well, he really didn't deserve to be uh, traded anyway. Because well, now, he here's another deal. thought. Aside from all of that news, which is very important, we could talk about this for the next, the whole day, the whole weekend, yeah. if we wanted to. But it did make me wonder, you know, while all this was going on, what was happening in the background or under the surface of these ripple waves that are going, you know, is, did these, even though this is a big, 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 big is, story. Is this noise, is this noise, and we're missing something, right? Is that what you're saying? That's exactly what I'm yeah. referring to. There is something, and we'll know about it over the weekend, but then they'll have time to fluff it away. You know, like a fart in the wind, it just blows away. Think about, no. the, think about the big stories this past week, the, the crucial stories, the stories that were monumental, that were earth-shattering, that have disappeared in a day. I'm talking about the election in Georgia, right? That was a mm-hmm. big story. Oh, my goodness. It's going to change the the landscape of the Senate. It's going to be earth-shattering. And then the next day, nobody was talking about it. Something else came along. I mean, in all, in all fairness, this Brittany Griner story means really nothing to our country. Compared to Look, the, I, I'm not, I'm not down. I'm happy for her, her parents. You know, it's her life, and you know, I will, I will give credit. You know, we, I, you might say, Bill, you, you made fun of her tattoos, you made fun of her race, you made fun of her sexuality. Well, 
I'm turning that around right now because it's not what I was saying, but her wife actually was very thankful for her release and at least came forward and went out of her way to say, hey, thank you, blah, 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 blah. And I thought that was good that her spouse was there to support and stand behind her. You know, I'm not, I'm not diminishing anybody's sexuality. I may not understand it or agree with it, but I don't diminish it. It's your right. But the fact that there's somebody out there now in the woke world But saying, wait a second, Bill. The other side minimizes and makes fun of this guy's being a Marine. I, I, yeah, they're minimizing that. Yeah. But, you know, the, the point is I'm not making fun of her or all the, the diatribe crap that's going on out there. Uh, they're trying to sit there and point at us saying, well, you know what? There's scientific proof of the reason why you're saying Brittany doesn't deserve to uh, get out and, and we should have uh, we should have uh, released Paul. And they say it's a clinical thing called uh, deservingness uh, heuristic. You know, you're, you're, it's deserving phobia, I guess, is what they're trying to say that we have. And no, that is not it at all. But they got to put a clinical name. They do it all the time. There. They do it all yeah. the time. They're giving us a label and a name, and we're not giving labels and names. We're pointing out facts. Facts are truths, and if you can't, if you can't accept the truth, well, then you got to deny it. The with... left is so good at doing just what you said: labeling and criticizing anybody who disagrees with what they believe. Okay, and and I have to I look back ten years. Would you ever thought that our assess, uh, uh, assistant energy secretary would be walking around in a ruby red dress, uh, <laughs> Wizard of Oz, uh, uh, Dorothy slippers, and, and uh, short hair and a mustache and makeup and a purse and luggage from another person? I mean, would you? No, I wouldn't have. But, you know, would you have ever thought that we would have a president that would sit there and it's like it's like. Uh, when we were in the Gulf War, when the, the people that we were trying to attack, they would go and they would hide in villages and shield themselves with kids. Oh, All I right? know. So we got uh, Admiral Levine, you know. Uh, we've got uh, our, our uh, the, the spokesperson, uh, Kareem. Right. Uh, you know, and uh, we've got the, that, that guy that's in the nuclear regulatory thing that steals the luggage. This guy handles... Like nuclear codes and stuff like that. He handles energy, nuclear energy. This guy is in a, an important position, yet he dresses like a clown. And look at, with all all kidding aside, I have nothing again. You want to dress like a woman? That's fine. You want to be Rachel Levine and walk around in a woman's admiral outfit? That's fine too. That's that's your thing. But, but this guy literally makes a point of making sure that people notice him. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. He, it's not like he just dresses up in a woman's outfit and goes about his merry way. He dresses up in outlandish outfits so that people see him. You know? And what qualifications does he have? I got to wonder about everybody that Joe has appointed. Well, they're black. They're, uh, so they're a person of color. Uh, oh, they're transgender, they're gay, they're this, they're that. But, you know, it's not like, okay, this person is a, a, a disabled Vietnam War vet. No, 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 that's too patriotic. You know, they uh, would but, laugh. Boy. The left now would laugh at Martin Luther King. And they have, basically, because Martin Luther yeah. King said, it's not the color of your skin, it's the content of your character. Exactly. And that's what that's he... exactly. Yeah. And I believe that. I thought no, that no truer words ever been spoken, but they don't follow that mantra. They don't. The left doesn't believe that. It, right. It is as far as they're concerned. It is the color of the skin. Forget the character. Forget the content of the character. Anyway, uh, we have so much to do today, Bill. But the thing is, I'm glad the lady's out. No, I, I have to point that out. I'm glad that Brittany is home. She, I guess, landed this morning on U.S. soil, so that's great. She'll have a wonderful Christmas, if she believes in it, uh, and that's great. She should be with family and friends, and I'm sure well, she'll sign. She'll also she'll also sign a nine or ten million dollar book deal. I guarantee you, 
before the uh, the day is done, probably. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, she's going to get a lifetime made-for-TV movie about her, too. If you hear yes. some noise <laughs> in the background, there is maintenance going on in the building, and they they have no time constraints when they have jackhammers going into the That's wall. That's okay. It makes it sound interesting. It sounds like you're doing <laughs> it sounds like you're doing a live remote from the street. Don't worry about well, it. It's great. I, I had cabbage and eggs uh, for breakfast. <laughs> no, about I don't want to hear ago. I don't want to hear about that. <laughs> you are such a sick puppy sometimes. Uh, it, it, it I'm glad she's home. I wish that uh, Paul Whalen was standing next to her and I wish the other guy who I can't remember his name, the other well, detainee yeah, Brittany is home. Let her go on with her life. She should go out and out of the news cycle and fade away unless she goes and does some miraculous uh, game and uh, is the big scorer there and deserves it that way. This is, as they say, old news. It's written in stone by a burning bush in West Texas. Texas, let it go away. And based upon... It's a distraction. And based upon what I've read... The one who actually did break the Russian laws was Brittany. Uh, the other guy, Paul Whalen, says he did nothing wrong. Didn't do what they said. Didn't do what they've accused him of. Brittany at least admitted that. Well, I did bring that in there. That and, and it was drugs, and they were illegal in Russia. So she broke the law. Yeah, and you know, and our government is treating uh, Paul like uh, he is a guy of. Uh, he's just a bad guy, you know. Well, he got a speeding ticket once, and uh, so you know, yeah. Can't get him out because he broke the law. He 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 got a speeding ticket. Hey, uh, I'm sure, like you said, it'll disappear uh, from the headlines very soon. Although I do think we'll see her popping up on, uh, you know, Stephen Colbert. We'll have Brittany Griner as a guest oh, sure tonight. You know, and uh, uh, Jimmy Kimmel and all those shows, and she'll sign a book deal. And like you said, she'll have a made-for-TV movie. Yesterday. We were talking about uh, a video that was, uh, I guess, uh, released yesterday by Project Veritas about a dean of students at a very high-end school in Chicago. I'm going to play. Yeah. I'm going to play the uh, short uh, tape right now, so you know what we're talking about. I had like our LGBTQ plus health center come in. They were passing around butt plugs and dildos to my students, talking about queer sex, using blue versus using spit. Meet Joe Bruno, Dean of Students at the prestigious Francis W. Parker Private School in Chicago, which happens to charge $40,000 per student. They're just like passing around dildos, butt plugs. The kids are just playing with them. They're like, how do you, how does this butt work? How do we do, like, how does this work? That's a really, like, cool part of my job. Parents might be stunned to learn that Bruno's version of love and acceptance means handing out sex toys to underage students. So I've been the dean for four years. During Pride, we do a Pride Week every year. And I had, um, I had like our LGBTQ plus health center come in. They were passing around butt plugs and dildos to my students, talking about queer sex, using blue versus using spit. Who is this? This is uh, an LGBTQ plus health center came in to talk to my high school students. They're just like passing around dildos, butt plugs. The kids are just playing with them. They're looking at them. In the school? In, in a classroom. Wow. Yeah. While I'm sitting there. And we had a drag queen come in, um, pass out cookies and brownies and do photos. It's so amazing. And everybody's cool with that, like the plugs and the dildos. Nobody complains. No. Yeah. I mean, if the parents found out, but they... No. It's queer sex. This is the drag queen that came in. What's her name? Uh, Alexis Bevels. Alexis Bevels. And just hung out in my classroom. Who was there? Or hung out in my office. You have so much freedom and so much... Wiggle room. So much freedom, so much money. I mean, to do stuff. Trustees are okay with that too? They don't know. They would. It's like we. I wouldn't even like run it by them. Like, why would I run it by them? They'd be like, oh my god, that's wonderful. Yeah. How old were the kids at with the classroom? 14, 18. They're like, how do you? How does this work? How do we do? Like, how does this work? Right. Um, so yeah, that's a really like cool part of my job is I don't have to worry about stuff like that. I got to tell you, if I were the uh, the one of the kids in that classroom it, where that uh, drag queen came in was handing out cookies, the only thing I would be interested in is the cookies. 
<laughs> well, I don't know. You you got to wonder about the cookies now. You know, <laughs> how does this work? Let me show you. But no. <laughs> uh, the, the I have a problem with this. Did we just not go through a pandemic uh-huh. and we wore masks? Of course. And so anything that was airborne in the air, yes, uh, 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 including spit from your mouth or anything like that, is dangerous. Right. Well, you use different lubricants and uh, or spit, mm-hmm. you know. So this is uh, on a, an apparatus that is inserted somewhere in your orifice. Yeah, I, I think we all you know, kind of so know. Spit against skin. So you're taking somebody's germs oh my and God. using it as a uh. lubricant. I don't need to say anymore how unsanitary, how unsafe is that? And this is in a school environment saying, oh, well... Wear your mask, but that's okay. Well, I have an update from uh, Project Veritas head James O'Keefe. Listen. All right, emergency press conference, Project Veritas. We have a statement hot off the press from Dan Frank, principal of the Francis W. Parker School in Highland Park, Chicago. This is in reaction to the latest bombshell report. Hot off the press. Let's see what it says. Will they fire the dean? Will they condemn what he said? No, this is they're taking an interesting approach here. Listen to this. Last week at the National Association of Independent Schools People of Color Conference, one of our employees was targeted by the group and misled to believe he was conversing with another conference attendee over a coffee. He was filmed without his knowledge or permission while describing one example of our inclusive, affirming and comprehensive approach to sex education. This group, Project Veritas, has now edited the video with malicious intent. That's interesting. We'll talk about that in a minute. And launched it publicly tonight. Please know this video contains descriptive language. If you choose to view it, we ask you not to share it because it will add to its viral power. So they're saying that we edited it with malicious intent. Literally his words. There, there are no edits. It's just him talking about dildos and butt plugs and spit and awful things about with 14-year-old girls getting this information. This is I don't know what there's no edit. What are they talking about? Edit? Are they saying he didn't say these things? Then sue me. Sue me. Mm-hmm. By the way, we never lost a defamation lawsuit. That's because we don't edit anything improperly. Earlier this week, the same group, Veritas, attempted to ambush our employee at the school and was escorted off campus without incident. Well, we have that video coming tomorrow. Your characterization is maliciously edited, by the way, compared to what we actually have on video. It's always interesting how that works. Well, we have no reason to believe there is a threat to the physical security of work with the alderman's office and police has implemented higher security measures. I want... <laughs> These are underage children being given anal sex toys. Anyway, um, we're sickened by the group's tactics. The invasion happened. We'll be meeting with middle and upper school students tomorrow to support some guidance. Here's the statement. You'll see it on our Twitter page. Stay tuned for tomorrow. Okay, so you you are spending $40,000 a year tuition to send your kid to this private school in Chicago, and you find out that the dean of students is having drag queens, and uh, people coming into the classroom demonstrating sex toys and uh, demonstrating how they work and telling uh, your, your child, not, not a teenager, young women, young girls, about how they're used. And this is without your knowledge. And what happens? The school doesn't fire the guy, like, instantly. No, the school doubles down and shows their support uh, for his diversity, and says that the there were some parents on the uh, on the campus yesterday who saw the Project Veritas reporters uh, uh, asking tough questions, and they were shocked. I would I would venture to say that most of the parents in that school don't know that this is happening. And if I were a parent, I would demand tuition reimbursement. And I'd pull my kid like instantly, instantly. You're you're gone. I don't I don't want to have these freaks teaching my kid about things that I would never discuss at the at the dining room table. Well, I would want to ask more questions because, you know, the kids ask, well, how does that work? You know, the next question is, did he demonstrate? Well, on himself, you, you can on the no, kids you, or what? I don't think he did that, but based upon what they've said, but he might have done it with uh, simulation or with pictures. 
Okay, but now he's gotten into the mines, which is an invasion of their privacy. And, you know, I would say that constitutes a lawsuit, you know, because the left is so much about lawsuits. You want to shove that one up there, Tookus. Give them a lawsuit, sue that school for all it's worth. And that's the one way to shut it down and get back your tuition and stop that crap in its... I love what the comment was. Please know this video contains descriptive language. If you choose to view it, we ask you not to share it because it will add to its viral power. I mean, the descriptive language comes from the dean of students. The just person, talking about yeah. yeah, talking about oh, and it's just it's we have all kinds of freedom here. We got wiggle room. Yeah, yeah I bet you do. Well, did you talk? Did you tell the uh, other staff members or the the powers to be that you were doing this? And no, I don't. I didn't need to do that. No, that wasn't necessary. So uh, anyway, I just thought I'd do an update on that. That was kind of interesting. Got another update for you too on a whole okay. different a whole different topic. Uh, uh, Carrie Lake is filing a lawsuit, and I think it's today. And uh, she gives an update, short one, to the people of Arizona and to the United States. Listen. I just want to lay things out for you because I know for the national audience, they're not covering, the the mainstream media is not covering how our elections were run here in Arizona. Maricopa County is the second largest when it comes to the number of people living in it, uh, electoral power. 62% of our state lives in Maricopa County. And the Republican who ran the Maricopa County elections, number one goal was to stop MAGA candidates such as myself. He even started up a PAC raising money to bring down candidates who spoke out against the 2020 election. And is no, there's no denying it. I talked about the election and how it was a rigged election in 2020. And we all know that it was. I mean, we're now seeing with Twitter, what's coming out on Twitter, how indeed the social media giants and the tech tyrants were working to help Joe Biden lie about his influence with uh, folks like the Ukrainians and the CCP taking money, his son Hunter Biden and the laptop. They were trying to keep that away from the voters to try to influence the election. And they did influence the election. So fast forward to 2022, nothing is done to repair and fix our elections here in Arizona. The people running them are anti-America first. And actually the only way to slow our movement was to pretty much sabotage election day voting. And so they did that. They really did with 62%, I've got a few facts, 63% of the poll locations on election day were inoperable or not fully functioning. The tabulator machines went down. The ballot printers weren't working. They had no ink in the ballot printers. It was a complete nightmare. And because of that, they declared my uh, opponent the victor. And I want people to know out there that we are going to fight for election integrity. We are going to be filing a lawsuit this Friday, and we're going to fight what happened in Maricopa County because we have a movement here and my basement Biden opponent Katie Hobbs knows that she did not win this election. Wow, got to wish her a lot of luck. Uh, yeah, you know, Lake. I think she's going to run into some roadblocks though because they have them out there in the courtroom in the form of judges that are democratic appointed. So, well, uh, I, you're right. You, you would have thought that uh, a number of judges would have uh, listened to the case from President Trump during the 2020 election and Almost every one of them said uh, that President Trump had no standing. <laughs> no, no, it was no standing in his own election. You know. Yeah. You oh, by the it. way, uh, speaking of uh, Arizona, uh, I was just going to mention that the Democrats lost a Senate seat there. Uh, if I got the name right, uh, Kristen Cinema. Uh, she switched parties from uh, Democrat to Independent. Now she said wow. she won. I didn't. I didn't pick that up, Bill. That's interesting news. That's important. Yeah, she's not going to caucus with the Republicans. She wants to be bipartisan, but she says Schumer's going to have to figure everything out. She's coming to work every day, just not as a Democrat. Wow. She will go to do her job. I got to read up on that. That's interesting news. That's that's really interesting. You know, they lost uh, Tulsi Gabbard. You know, she she dropped out of the Democratic Party. Of course, she had she at the time she had already left the House, but. Uh, she still was one of the shining stars of the Democratic Party not too long ago. Um, another thing I thought was interesting, I want to play this too. Uh, John Kerry was uh, speaking at the Washington Post at a, a discussion. It was, I think they call it Washington Post Live. 
they were discussing the U.S. climate agenda, and um, mm-hmm. he, you know, he owns mansions and he has private jets. He's a very, very wealthy guy. Married two billionaires in his lifetime, which is amazing. Most guys don't marry, you know, a millionaire. He married two billionaires, so I mean, he must be doing something right. But uh, anyway, he he talks down to the to the. American people, like uh, we're the peons in the world. And if you think I'm making this uh, accent up, uh, listen to John Kerry talk because he talks like this all the time and he has no reason to. It's all made up. But anyway, I think his real name, by the way, is not Kerry. I think he changed it because he wanted to be considered an Irish uh an Irish Catholic from Boston with the same initials as John F. Kennedy. I think he's John F. Kerry. And that that served him very well when he was running for office in uh, Massachusetts. But anyway, they asked him about the uh, climate situation and should uh, the U.S. pay reparations to other nations for their climate problems. Listen. So back on the loss and damage fund, though, I mean, is there going to have to be U.S. taxpayer money that helps the United States? Presumably the United States is going to have to be one of the nations that contributes to Well, it would be great if there were some. Uh, I mean, the United States of America proudly is the largest humanitarian donor in the world. Mm -hmm. The American people already do an enormous amount around the world. Oh, it'd be great if we just gave some more of our money away to other Mm -hmm. countries for for no good reason at all, other than... Why are we responsible for climate change in the other nations? Well, my goodness, it's because we're we're us and they're them, you know? Yeah, I got to tell you another thing. Uh, Did it hit you at all when, when we released... A couple of days ago, Biden was mm-hmm. telling everybody how he's going to take all of our guns. Remember, we played the yeah, tape. I know. Yeah, yeah. Well, you guns. And then a day, a day or so later, he releases the the Merchant of Death, the biggest gun running guy in the planet. Uh, in, no problem with that. You know, fine. Uh, you can have all. Well, the- yeah, guns to protect you. Um, yeah, I got to take those away. Guns to hurt you. Yeah, yeah. You know, let's. Well, look at all the guns he left behind in Afghanistan. He didn't have a problem with that. $89 billion worth of weaponry just left behind. Amazing. Amazing uh, stuff. He's crazy. I mean, this guy, he's not senile. There is an agenda here. It's not a good agenda. We promised, and I really want to play it. it it's I got two uh, segments from Lara Logan. Let's go for one, it. One is three minutes. One is six minutes. So it's like nine, almost... It's like nine minutes worth of audio, but I think that we should follow up on the promise we made yesterday to play it. It's about Laura Logan talking about the uh, Balenciaga story, and that's still kind of Mm -hmm. a—it should be in the public uh, forefront right now, but it's kind of fallen by the wayside a bit over the last uh, uh, week and a half or so. You know, it's like old news, but it's not. This is the one about uh, the—they had the magazine ads— the adver- advertising for this major product, Balencia, major label, major brand, and uh, they were showing small children in suggestive uh, poses with uh, demonic symbols, and oh, it, it was disgusting. Anyway, Laura Logan has some thoughts on this bill. Listen. It's really right. interesting because on the one hand, you know, I, I watched a few of the women from The View trying to blame this on uh, conspiracy theorists and right-wingers and QAnon. And um, it really made, uh, it really disgusted me because you never hear these people talking about the children. You never hear them addressing the issue of substance. And the only thing that matters here are the children. So, you know, they want to explain away, well, well what happened here is Balenciaga is doing commercials. And, and what do they have? They have these teddy bears that, um, that have uh, got bondage and they've got children in these commercials. And people say, oh, well, you know, they made a mistake. No, somebody had to think out that ad campaign. It was discussed at meetings. Long before they got the photographers in there, the senior stylist at Valenciaga was talking to the designers and was talking to the, the owners of the company. You have the, the front management uh, teams, right? You have the people who do the social media. You have the people who do the, the branding. I mean, you literally have a small army of people who make these decisions. It, the photographer uh, is very often the last one who actually counts. And then when you start to peel back the layers, 
and you see that, oh, well, this senior stylist at Balenciaga, um, you know, is responsible also for, uh, she does some work at Adidas, and you take a look at her Instagram account, well, here's something common, that Instagram account has now been deleted, but it is full of satanic symbols. There are other pictures of teddy bears in bondage. There is a photograph of a murder scene in a child's bedroom with blood everywhere. There's, you know, uh, pictures like like this one that have emerged since this was being uh, reported. And, um, and there's also, it's not just this one fashion shoot. This is the important thing to remember. Balenciaga themselves have acknowledged in their public statements that there was this particular fashion shoot was an issue. They've apologized and said children shouldn't have been there. But nobody has asked them, well, why were you making childlike teddy bear purses with bondage on them in the first place? Why would you think it's appropriate to sell that and to make that and to push that? And by the way, a lot of the branding is aimed at kids, you know, so you have that. Then they admit that in one of their other campaigns, there are some documents that there's a person sitting on these documents and it's from a Supreme Court case, which was actually a free speech case in which the Supreme Court struck down certain safeguards for child pornography that allowed child pornography to proliferate and was widely regarded as a, as a victory for, for pedophiles and pornographers. So how do those papers end up in a Balenciaga commercial where every single detail is accounted for by the stylists and the brand and the designers and the photographers and everybody else? And then there's another incident, which is one of the worst, actually, one of the most disturbing. There's another photograph in another campaign where there's a book by a Belgian guy, Martin Boromitz. And Martin Boromitz, well, this you go down his rabbit hole and it takes you right into the world of this this unspeakable uh, images that we yeah. that we allow them to get away with calling art. You know, there's something going on in this world that the average guy has no idea is going on. There yeah, is a, no. a subculture, Bill, of evil. Yeah. yeah, and I think they miscalculated. When you get right down to it, somebody somewhere in that hierarchy of everything going on, because he's right about how everything works in that situation, somebody somewhere got uh, a little bit arrogant going, oh, you know, we can get away with this. We'll uh, we'll add this thing into it. It's kind of a thumb in the nose to people like you and me yep. and didn't realize that their agenda that they're pushing, um, and they're, they're doing a good job. They are manipulating the minds of a lot of people, but they're not to where they think they were yet. Here's Laura Logan's last segment. The same people work on these campaigns, like with Maria Abramovich on the cover of Vogue and Ukrainian Vogue and Ukrainian L magazine and, you know, and other magazines. And, and people want to argue about what these things mean. But, but what kind of people go to a spirit cooking dinner in the first place? What kind of people think it's a good idea to hold up the head of a goat with the guts hanging out? Who posts pictures on their Instagram account of a woman lying there with her, with her insides torn out and sitting on her body? I mean, there, you know... These these images that that we well, hang on hang on I've I've also got to go I've also got to go to to the owner I think has the art gallery they have the online art gallery the images are so horrific that horrific. not only can we not show them on the show you don't even want to discuss them and it's like look I am not a conspiracy theory person but when you start to see the evidence that you've got the U.S. government from a federal whistleblower that is telling you that, hey, we're essentially turning these kids over. The sex trafficking is out of control. And I've been on the southern border and built part of the wall right where they brought them across to stop it. And I saw the debris that was left over that would shake a grown man to your core to see what was left behind. When you see you got these brothels for these small, innocent children and they're being sex trafficked into the United States of America. Then you got the high fashion houses, and you look at what these people look at. Hey, you can mock the Q people all you want. You can mock these people that maybe not even the Q people would talk about this. You mock them all they want, but they're bringing receipts right now. This Balenciaga thing, I think, strips a bit. And the fact that the Kardashians of the world and the, and the and the Nicole Kidmans of the world and people associated with this brand are not immediately saying. This is outrageous, and I will never take money from people that do that, causing the question of the entire system. Because remember, Laura, you know, they got they have CAA, they have all the managers. 
The same people making the film, the groomer film for Disney over the weekend that flopped. That Igor comes in and says, hey, we're not stopping. We're going to even make more. It's yes. all of a piece, okay? They, these are, they're spending hundreds of millions and billions of dollars on this thing, and they have agents, and they have managers, and this is all discussed. This is not random, okay? This is, this is, and I'm not saying it's coordinated, but I'm saying the evidence is there to, for normal people to sit there and stand up and say, hey, I want to see more facts, evidence. There ought to be a massive massive federal investigation on this one the first thing the republicans should do in the house this has to be investigated because this is now we know being paid for at least part of it by tax uh by tax dollars laura your uh laura your thoughts the republicans know and they have known for as long as the democrats know so it's time for them to do something about it instead of just talking about it and you're right everybody at balenciaga knows Everybody knows because they've created a culture where it's completely acceptable. And so they don't think twice about it. And usually nobody calls them out. But you're right. It is coming out now. It's coming out and people are paying attention. And you know what? Nobody cares anymore. You can call me QAnon all day. You're like, I don't even know. I've never even been on those sites. I don't even know what those uh, what those two drops and all that stuff is. I don't even know what it is. I don't need to go on there to know that what you are doing and what you are pushing is wrong. And for example, there's other people like Shane Dawson. He was a guy on uh, YouTube and Instagram. I mean, he had 22 million followers. When you have that many followers, you have the entire force of the brand behind you, you know, from the people who write the algorithms to the front office and so on. You've made millions from that person. And he was taken down because he was promoting pedophilia and, in, in fact, even zoophilia, by the way, which is a term they've come up for uh, sex with animals, for bestiality. And, you know, my children tell me about this because they hear about it on TikTok and, and on all across social media. So this is prolific. It is not isolated to Balenciaga and Adidas and this set of designers. It is all over social media and also our entertainment studios and so on. You know, and when you start to peel back the, the layers and you realize how horrific it is. I mean, we, we are now talking in the age of technology. We are talking about uh, the scale of this that the world has not seen before. Well, you can connect anyone on the dark web and pedophiles and people who believe in, in uh, sadistic pornography and uh, snuff films. We've created massive communities. And you know, you read about these operations in Australia and in the UK and in the US where they take down hundreds and hundreds of people involved in these rings. And what you know is that there are just tens of thousands more. And, uh, and we're not doing anything about it and in an age where you know look at what elon musk has done at twitter the moment he comes in the three main handles on twitter that according to one uh, child trafficking survivor who works on this day and night those were the three main handles that were trafficking kids on twitter and musk cleaned them out like that you know in the digital age there is no excuse for allowing this stuff to no proliferate excuse. and we've no got to excuse. stop and get away with it i'll leave you with this thought steve no. i watched yeah. an interview people explained how in the satanic religion when they tell you what they're doing there's many reasons for it but one of the most important reasons for it is that when they show you and tell you what they're doing and you don't do anything about it you don't object you don't stop them you don't say that you have a problem with it well that is regarded in their religion and their ideology as being consent wow you hear that last part of the whole thing? Yeah. In the satanic religion, if mm -hmm. they tell you what they're doing and you don't do anything about it, don't show your anger or, or whatever, that's implied consent. Yeah, and you know, they're, they're targeting a demographic, and the demographic is the young, the youth. And I say that for a reason, because really... We are the, the moral people here. Uh, the, the, the barrier that protects morality, you know, they are charging that gate. And we are the defense. And I hate to say it, but it's the older generation. So they're going after the younger generation. And what we're witnessing with all of this is the rebuilding of Sodom and Gomorrah. That's what I think is going on right now. You know, with all of this stuff that's taking place, we don't do something to, to stop it. Uh, we've let down our children. 
Well, with that, I think it's a good way to end the uh, the week. It's been an interesting week, a lot of things going on. We could have continued for at least another half hour, 45 minutes with stuff we have for today's program. And uh, if anything happens over the weekend, we will be back with a special update, all right? So kind of check back every so often. And do us a favor, if you would, spread the word about who we are and what we do. Uh, we're uh, here every day, Monday through Friday. I know you had an interesting thing happen with Twitter. Have we played any of our shows on Twitter yet? Or No, we, we created the site, and then all of a sudden, for no reason at all, they said, well, you violated our policy. <laughs> so you have been blocked. You can read posts, but you can't make posts. So I, I countered with, well, how in the hell did we get blocked? For what did we get blocked? What was the policy? You didn't tell me. We've never made a single post. Wow. You know, so please kindly take I this think down. I got a feeling with all that's going on at Twitter right now, I think there are some people there who are uh, floating under the surface who are trying to sabotage Elon Musk and his good efforts. I think that's what's happened with our situation. Mm-hmm. And, and I also think that we have more of an audience build than even you and I can imagine. Oh, I, I, I do truly believe that. But um, it was interesting. I did post on Truth Social and Getter when I uh, threw up our uh, show up there. Uh, I made the comment about that, and, and the hope was somewhere along the line, Elon might see it. I think go, we should write Elon a Twitter. I think we can do that directly. Just say, hey, Elon, what's the story? We just opened an, uh, an account, and we're two conservative uh, uh, retired disc jockeys. We do a mainstream kind of show that you probably hear on a radio station anywhere in the country. And uh, before we even posted, look what happened. You guys banned us. So, well, my contention was we were banned over our name, CRN America. That'll do it. Hey, my friend, have a great weekend. Be uh, safe in whatever you're doing up there in Massachusetts, and we'll talk again on Monday. Hey, up here in Massachusetts, I'm doing a whole lot of nothing. That's a very good. I'm, I have a master's degree in that. Uh, you know what? Uh, you know, I got an associate's degree, <laughs> but I might go back and get my master's. I could become a professor. <laughs> okay, buddy. Thank you. <laughs> The Voice of Freedom, CRN America.